Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and it is a solo show this week. With it being this time of year, uh, Dalton is having to do some actual work-related things, so he will not be joining me this week. So, solo show. Uh, probably going to be a pretty quick one, just because I want to get my SummerSlam review out there, and then maybe one or two little news stories as well. But before I jump into that, I am going to start the show, like we start every episode, with the power of positivity, just something within the world of pro wrestling that makes us happy this week, uh, because the internet is so full of toxicity and negativity, and just for the sake of being negative... And we try to do our part to combat that, and we encourage you to do the same. You know, go on Twitter, go on Instagram, wherever, and just let someone know that what they're doing made you happy, or you enjoy the work that they're putting out, because just that little bit of positivity can go a long way. And mine this week goes to Jeff Jarrett and Greg Miller on Kind of Funny, because they did the, and also Snowbike Mike, and also because he plays an important part in this. Um, the kind of funny stream they did earlier this week, I think it was the Monday, it may have been the Tuesday. I've been sick for the last couple of days, so like time means nothing just in general. But earlier this week, the kind of funny gameplay stream that they do every day was a sponsored Mega Cat Studio stream to promote WrestleQuest. And part of that was Jeff Jarrett came to the kind of funny, the the spare bedroom studio that they have. And it was a fun stream. Jeff Jarrett is a very, obviously a very charismatic person. Um, and the it ended with him breaking a guitar over Greg Miller's head, who Greg, you know, just worked with WWE at SummerSlam, is a huge wrestling fan. We were very fortunate to do the kind of funny uh, community podcast day um, last year, two years ago. Time again. It means nothing. So when we talked about how he has been basically a lifelong wrestling fan. So it was a super fun segment. It was a super fun bit. Um, Jarrett also throughout the interview was teaching Mike how to do his strut. And Mike was finally getting it down. And it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. They strutted off the set together uh, after busting the guitar over his head. And it just, it, it made me happy. I like when kind of funny does wrestling stuff. Cause it's like, Oh, I love wrestling. Oh, I love the kind of funny content. And then those worlds just kind of merge together. Um, I don't know what happened, and I, and I don't think this is spoiling anything, but I got an email saying like, oh, join, because I'm a member of their Patreon, oh, you can watch the shows get recorded live, the weekly shows, and so for PS I Love You XOXO, which is their PlayStation show, uh, I got an email like, oh, here's the link if you want to watch it live, and the thumbnail had Jarrett in the third spot, like, as, like he had zoomed in or was on a Discord call with them. I don't know what it was, so I'm I'm interested to check that out when it goes up. I think it'll go up tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, but Jarrett breaking the guitar over Greg Miller's head was a fun segment and just kind of like my world's colliding, so that made me very, very happy. Uh, speaking of WrestleQuest, uh, it is a bummer, some news, though, because they did the stream. They're like, oh, it launches tomorrow. Yeah, it must have been Monday. Because they were saying, like, oh, the game launches tomorrow. Because it was supposed to launch on Tuesday the 8th. And then just, like, 
a few hours before it was set to launch, they delayed it, but it, they delayed it because when they were doing, like, they were doing just, like, the last minute check of, like, checks of the game, and it turns out on one of the platforms, um, they found a bug or something that would happen that would delete your save data, and... It, this this is this is a full like this is an RPG. This is a role playing game. This isn't you know, AEW Fight Forever or even Two K Twenty Three like WWE Two K, or like you know going back to you'll hear Dalton talk about how uh, his No Mercy save got lost and like Greg Miller talks about it too. Going anytime he you know he mentions No Mercy is that like he had to restart that game several times just because like the cartridge some of the cartridges were faulty. It's not like, oh, well, I lost some characters and, like, story progress. Like, that's not a big deal. No, this is, like, a full-fledged, like, I want to say they said this is, like, a 40-hour mainline RPG. You know, maybe double that if you want to, like, 100% do and see everything the game has to offer. So, losing your save data is a huge deal. And I, you know, man, this sucks. And it feels like Mega Cat has been... uh, they've been hit with some delays like stuff has not this hasn't been the smoothest development cycle um which is super unfortunate for them but like also at the same time you know kudos for them wanting to fix it and not just releasing a oh yeah we know the game's broken a little bit so but we're gonna put it out anyway and we'll just patch it later which is very much the norm um which granted maybe it's easier to do that if you're if you don't have a physical release like if this is a digital only game which i believe it is at least at launch um, so it was, I'm sure it was a tough decision to make, but ultimately I think it was the right one because, you know, having, if, you know, say like someone at like IGN or, you know, a major gaming outlet is reviewing your game and they're like, oh, uh, well, I would love to post a review or, but the game ain't my save and I lost all my progress. So that's gonna, you know, that's that negative publicity is worse than, Hey, we had to push it a couple weeks. So the new release date is August 22nd. Um, so it's still this month. It's just like two week delay. It's not the end of the world. It's not a huge deal. Uh, I am sure the development team is very bummed that they have to do this because everything I've seen, like they're doing the media rounds. I tried to set up an interview just to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. And they like I was talking to him on Twitter and like, oh, cool. Shoot us your email and we'll get a, head, a hold of you. So I sent him my email, but I never heard back, which like fair we this is a tiny podcast that we just kind of do for friends so it's no hard feelings or anything and honestly i could have followed up probably and just been like hey just reaching out i never got an email but at the same time like i'm just excited for the game i don't then you know the closer that it got to launch the more i was like oh man they're gonna be working on this i don't want to bother them so uh but i am still very excited for the game to come out uh i am not a Typically, I'm not a big, like, turn-based RPG person, but I've just kind of been in the mood for one lately, so I hope that mood holds uh, now towards the end of the month, because I'm definitely going to check it out, and we'll talk about it on the show. I don't know if Dalton is or not. I don't think he is. I don't think he mentioned picking it up, but we'll wait and see. Um, And then, let's go back. I had Dalton's reactions for SummerSlam. There we go. And then we are going to do the SummerSlam review. I feel like there was another story that we were going to talk about this week. 
But now I'm completely blanking on what it would be. And I'm clicking around, and I'm sorry if you're hearing the clicks, but who knows? Uh, anyway, Survivor Series was not this weekend because SummerSlam was this weekend. If it was Summer, if it was Survivor Series, that would have been weird, you know. So we'll see. Uh, going into SummerSlam, we gave our preview. I was mostly pretty excited for it. Um, as a whole, it was fine. You know, I, nothing super stands out to me as like, oh man, this is must see. Cause like a lot of the stuff that I liked was also kind of wrapped in, ah, did that need to happen type shenanigans? Um, except for the intercontinental championship match. Like I think jumping ahead of everything uh i would say that was my favorite match um what did i just do i moved my chair and something fell so we'll figure that's a problem for after show asa that dude sucks um SummerSlam though uh the intercontinental championship match i thought was great um la knight got a marquee win which is nice so let's see how that momentum gets followed up in what they do with him. Um, EO cashing in was really good, but the main event ultimately minus a couple moments was a miss. Excuse me. was a miss for me overall. Um, just because a lot of the shine is kind of wearing off on the Roman Reigns championship defenses, but we'll get to, I'll talk more about that as we go on. Uh, starting off the show, Logan Paul defeated Ricochet. Um, this was, this was super, this was a really good showing between the two of them. Uh, this was a much longer match than I thought they were going to have. Um, like I legitimately, I legitimately thought that this was going to be a lot shorter. And like I talked about on the preview show, I was kind of worried, like, ooh, this one could be real bad. Like, this could either be great or it could be real bad. And it did, you know, I said there's, it's not going to fall anywhere in between, but I would say it, it, it fell in the middle, but it was a lot closer to great than it was, you know, ooh, rough. And they gave them that kind of perfect spot of, like, kicking off the show because the kind of match that these two guys were going to put on, very, very high-flying, very, very fast-paced. Um, and then in the end, one of Logan Paul's entourage guys slid him the brass knuckles he hit uh ricochet power of the punch and picked up the win so he had a cheat to win he's still firmly heel and but and i i dug it i, I like this match a lot um i had gotten dalton's reaction as well uh he said man at least they made paul cheat to beat ricochet uh dalton's a big fan of ricochet he it would have made him sad to see him just go over or him ricochet just le lose clean but he was pretty protected in that match, um, and it was it was a, it was a good it was a good back and forth match. There were several points. Uh, Logan Paul kicking out of the recoil, like I was like, oh, they they did a good job. Uh, let me go back. What I need to do is pull this up and put it on its own screen, and that way I don't have to click back and forth. I'm so smart, you guys. It only took me like a year and a half of doing this show, two years of doing this show, four years of doing this show uh, for me to realize that. Uh, second up was Cody Rhodes defeated Brock Lesnar by pinfall. 
Uh, Dalton says, pretty much what I expected, but man, I expected fire. Uh, so does that mean that you expected fire and this was fire, Dalton? I'd worry, were you underwhelmed by this one? Because I... I'll say I was a little bit underwhelmed. Like, I liked the story that they told of, you know, Cody won't quit. Brock wants Cody to just stay down. Um, but Cody refuses to get up. You know, it's the he, he's the same man that wrestled in hell in a cell with a, tor- with a peck torn clean off of the bone. Um, so, I get it. It was fine. I... I was a little underwhelmed by it, but also at the same time, like this wasn't as finisher city because like once Rhodes hit the three crossroads, like that was it that finally did it. But the Brock matches are very, very great or they're very kind of repetitive. And like this as a trilogy of matches, I don't know. It just didn't hit like I would hoped it would. It was solid. Like, and I, like, I'm not going to say it was bad, but like kind of like where Dalton said, like I was maybe expecting, I had higher expectations than what we got. Uh, the big story coming out of it was uh, what was apparently a unplanned moment of Brock taking off his gloves and embracing Cody and raising his arm, like showing that sign of respect. Um, I don't know why, but people are talking about like, oh, was this Brock's last match ever? Like, is Brock retiring? Because he, I guess he's done interviews where he said like when he has his last match, people aren't going to know. So I guess him kind of endorsing Cody the way that he did, people are speculating that oh this was brock's way of kind of signaling that he's done and he was putting cody over on the way out i don't know if i i don't know if i necessarily buy that i do think it'll be a while before we see brock again i don't think that he uh i I don't see him doing a gesture like that and then just turning around into whatever his next program is um but at the same, so like, I don't know, what are we in? We're in August, so maybe like a return at the Rumble, which like, don't let him win it, but I could see him maybe showed up at the Rumble to just lead into something for Mania. Uh, or maybe he is done, and just people are a lot more intuitive than I am. What do you think? Is, is Have we seen the last of in-ring competitor Brock Lesnar? Uh, the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal, 25-man LA Knight, last eliminating Sheamus, the two, uh, that were the first named, uh, named members of the match. This match also showed Omos getting, uh, Omos returning, dominating, and then ultimately getting teamed up by everybody in the match, uh, and finally eliminated, um, Chad Gable had a very, very strong presentation here as he's moving into a intercontinental championship match, which I am loving what they're doing with Gable now, like them letting him just wrestle and like one, he is a super entertaining dude, but he is also just a fantastic wrestler and the upset five minute survival thing that they did with Gunter was a lot of fun. And now he gets like an actual intercontinental championship match, like I don't think there's a world where he wins that, but it's cool to see him spotlighted as not like a joke. You know, he's, he's a legitimate competitor. So that's super cool. And like we talked about last week, it's good that LA Knight finally gets kind of a marquee win here. Um, it's a sponsored, it's a battle Royal win on pay-per-view. So, I mean, it's not a iconic career defining moment, but it is something to kind of keep momentum going to keep the fans from like, 
okay, but what next? Okay, but what next? Um, and then it looks like he's moving into a feud with The Miz, which, like, on one hand, those promos are going to be great. The, the exchange that they had on Monday was already phenomenal. I don't know how great the matches are going to be. Like, are they going to be good enough to get the more cat? Like, because his promos will hook a casual fan. His promos and his interviews and his charisma are enough to hook just a someone who is familiar with wrestling but, like, doesn't know a ton of it. But, and really, I guess that's really, you know, all that's important because what kind of match does it take to hook that kind of fan? And do they even care about match quality like that? Um, I kind of wish Miz was on a little bit of a hotter streak coming into this because if LA Knight ends up beating Miz in the feud, like, then that would mean more. And, but at the same time, like you look at the list of credentials the Miz has and yeah, that is a, that is, it is undeniably a big win for LA Knight, but it would be cooler if like the Miz was coming off of a, you know, successful feud against somebody. The MMA rules match, Shayna Baszler defeated Ronda Rousey by technical submission. Ronda passed out to the Carafuda clutch. Uh, it's a match that happened. Dalton said it was unnecessary. I, it's hard for me to disagree. Like, I, I hope that they do. And it looks like they are because, you know, Shayna immediately had the segment with Becky. Um, so I hope they do continue the momentum and do something legit with Shayna Baszler. I finally remembered the news story that we that I was going to mention. Um, so I apologize in the middle of this, but we were talking about but talking about um, the MMA rules match reminded me that it is Sonia Deville is injured. She, it was an ACL tear apparently. And so they are, what they're doing with the women's tag titles will be determined. Um, obviously the tag title is not involved in, with SummerSlam men's or women's, um, but specifically the women's titles. So man, just what a bad break for both Sonya and also Chelsea green. You know, Chelsea had that string of, injuries herself like after her debut the first round um just really really unfortunate and Sonya Deville also like this pairing with Chelsea Green was so perfect and I'm a fan of hers like I so this this just sucks it's that's very very unfortunate um but talking about Baszler and Rousey where they were like we want to make the tag titles matter and then they immediately lose them and the team that they the, the team that beat them for it immediately lost them as well. So, and then now this team gets injured. So that's just real, real unfortunate. Hopefully there is something cool in the cards for Shayna Baszler though. And maybe Ronda Rousey is done with WWE. She did the cryptic kind of, oh, well, I just wanted to put you over. So now there's no reason for me to say, okay, whatever. Bye. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship match, Gunther defeated Drew McIntyre. Uh, not squeaky clean, but also like comparatively compared to, uh, the other men's championship match, uh, both the universal and the, the, both the Uwu and the consolation championship, the, the cleanest of the three, um, Gunter and Drew McIntyre just have incredible chemistry. This match ruled. I, you know, it's the one going out of it that like this one and the um, consolation, the world heavyweight championship, I enjoyed probably the most of the night and it 
it's so much fun just to watch Gunter. I am still like, I am obviously like I'm a fan, but people who have listened to me talk about wrestling for a while know that like, I'm not a huge fan of the like, okay, I'm going to hit you as hard as I can wrestling that he does, but I can enjoy those matches a lot more when it's against someone like Sheamus and, and like Drew McIntyre, who are also very, who will be like, oh no, yeah, go ahead. Cause I'm going to do the same. Like when it's even like that, I'm totally on board. Like I, and so when these two just, it was a great matchup. I wouldn't hate a rematch down the line. I do think that Gunter, whoever beats him for the title eventually, like that is going to be an accomplishment. That is going to be a feat. I hope they treat it like the huge deal that it is. Um, but I do hope that whatever they do that, it isn't until after he breaks the honky tonk man's record. Like even if it's by a day, just give him the record, give him the record. Dalton said, uh, this match was amazing. Very insightful. Thank you, Dalton. The Consolation Championship, Seth freaking Rollins defeated Finn Balor by pinfall. Um, this was a really good match. I like the two of them. Uh, I liked Balor coming out with the seven written across his shoulder that was injured seven years ago at SummerSlam when he beat Rollins to be the first Universal Champion. Uh, commentary pointed out, because I wouldn't have gotten it. I wouldn't have noticed it. Dalton might have probably. But, uh... Rollins wore the same entrance vest that he wore seven years ago when he hurt, when he injured Finn Balor. That was a nice little touch. Um, like I, I liked this match. My problem was what, something that I've talked about before where, okay, the bloodline is in the process of splitting up Ronda Rousey and Shayna Blazer Baszler split up. They were kind of teasing the tensions in Imperium, uh, damage control. Like they're teasing all of these faction breakups and including judgment day with Balor going after the championship, but Damian priest being senior money in the bank. I, I don't like that. I wish that they were a stronger unit, but the story that they told on the one hand, like it made Balor look kind of foolish, but it at least made sense where, okay, Dom and Rhea come out. They're distracting the referee. Priest is trying to hand Balor the briefcase, but Balor's like, no, no, we're still on plan A. We're still on plan A. I still, you know, he wants to do it himself if he can. But then fast forward to towards the end of the match, uh, well, really the end of the match where he's like, you know, Balor is in trouble and he looks to Priest and he's like, hey, plan B, give me the case, give me the case. And Priest is a little hesitant because it's like, well, I already tried to give this to you, but all right. So he slides the case across the ring, like maybe he should have just handed it to Balor. And then he circles around, he distracts the referee. But while Balor's crawling to pick up the case, Rollins hits him with the stomp onto the case. Plan blows up in their face and then uh, Rollins retains. So like on a, from a story standpoint, I get it. It kind of does make more sense. I wish they would just keep Judgment Day as a whole. I was really hoping that Balor would have won the match. Excuse me again. But I, you know, ultimately this was, this was a good match. I enjoyed it. I liked the story that they, I liked how they incorporated the storytelling and the history between Balor and Rollins. But I just, I don't like the tension of the Judgment Day because I really like the Judgment Day as an act and I don't want to see them, I don't want to see them end. 
Uh, triple threat match for the women's championship. Bianca Belair defeats Asuka and Charlotte Flair by pinfall. Uh, really strong triple threat. I enjoyed this a lot. I really liked the finish of Flair having Belair like locked in the figure eight and then Asuka spraying the mist into Charlotte. But she's kind of her legs are caught up um, and then Belair rolls up Asuka like still with Charlotte's legs trapped. I thought it was a creative finish. I like that. But the big story coming out of it was EO Sky cashing in the women's money in the bank briefcase to win and become the new WWE Women's Champion. Uh, I am very excited to see this reign. I am very excited to see the EO Sky Bianca Belair one-on-one matches that I, you got to think we're going to get. Maybe it'll be a little bit since they kind of played up Belair having the, the bad leg. Uh, I mean, really, and when we were talking about the preview for this match, I mentioned hoping Asuka would retain because there's more interesting challengers. I think the same thing kind of goes, even though EO Sky is the champion, I think the same thing can be said, though. Like, there's more interesting one-on-one challengers to chase Sky than there are to chase Belair. And then ultimately, like, let Sky get through a couple... Uh, get through a couple successful defenses and then bring Belair back in a big, meaningful way to win the championship back. I'm totally cool with that. I think that would be great. So, but it's super cool to see EO sky. Uh, and then they brought out Dakota Kai too, who's been hurt, um, who was on the shelf. So super cool to see all three damage controls standing tall with the championship. They have seemingly maybe, I mean, they've definitely toned down the Bailey jealousy angle, but you know, who knows? Maybe we will ultimately get a Bailey EO sky match, which Hell yeah, that's gonna that would rule. And then the main event, tribal combat for the D- Uwu Championship and recognition of tribal chief. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Jay Uso. I, I just, I saw it on Twitter, and I can't remember who said it, but it was like, man. I am just kind of done with these Roman Reigns. And I get like people were saying the same thing after Sami Zayn. People were saying the same thing after Cody Rhodes. And I think maybe I finally hit my breaking point. Um, But the Roman matches are so similar. Roman dominates for a little bit. Roman's in trouble. Member of Roman's family interferes. They overcome the interference. Member of Roman's family interferes. Roman hits a spear. One, two, three. It's just that's that's the match. That's every match that he's defending a championship. And this one was very annoying because like when we were driving to stride on Saturday, Dalton said, cause our, I asked him was like, so which member of the, uh, which member of the family costs Jay the matchup? And he said, Jimmy. And I was like, well, that would be fucking stupid. And he's like, yeah, but now that I've said it, it's going to happen. So if you didn't like the finish of SummerSlam, blame Dalton, Anthony, it's his fault. He's the one that put it out there. I I don't think it was as bad as I initially did when I watched it. Because I watched SummerSlam the next day. And thankfully, I didn't have anything spoiled for me. So um, I was able to just kind of watch. Which, boy, let me tell you. The, the skip 10 seconds or fast forward button made watching a lot of the, the show way more bearable. I didn't, they started, it's the year of our Lord, 2023, and you were starting a major pay-per-view event with Kid Fucking Rock? Get the fuck out of here. Skipped all of that. Um, just, what the fuck? 
Um, I, this match was fine. You know, obviously Roman and Jay have very good chemistry. Uh, there's reports that Roman may have gotten injured when Jay hit the suicide dive and Roman was like leaning up against the guardrail and he landed like just on the small of his back. Like that may have, he may have hurt Roman there, but there's nothing confirmed. No idea if plans are going to change. No idea if Roman's going to miss any time, which like, are we really going to notice if he does or not? Cause you get the, I get the sense that like, this was a big SummerSlam defense. He had a big marquee title defense. And now you have Jay and Jimmy and you can, Roman can kind of dip out for a little bit. But Jimmy costing Jay the championship, pulling him, breaking up the pin. Um, and my initial thought watching it was like, this is so fucking stupid. This makes absolutely no sense. I still think it's dumb. I still don't like it. But if they go the direction I hope they go, it won't be as bad. Because what I think they're going to do is just Jimmy was jealous of Jay the whole time. Jay is the right-hand man. Jay is the... the um, he was next in line for the tribal chief, even though he's the younger twin. Um, Jay is main event Jay, whereas Jimmy was hurt. Jimmy was in the hospital and Jay was given all these opportunities and all these accolades that, that Jay wasn't. If they just go for a straight jealousy angle, that fucking sucks. It, I think I saw a preview for SmackDown where it's like, oh, Jimmy's going to acknowledge Roman Reigns as the, as the tribal chief. You better fucking not. Like, no, let Jimmy say fuck you to Roman, but have the reason that he turned on Jay be that look at what all of this power and accolades and the tribal chief title and the and the, uh, the universal championship, look at what it did to Roman. I'm not going to let that happen to my brother. I'm not going to let that happen to you, Jay. Like, so d spin it to where, yeah, he's still a dick. But he convinced himself that he was helping Jay because he didn't want to see him go down the same path as Roman. That's way more interesting than just, it should have been me. I'm jealous. I'm the older brother. I'm, and if he goes back with Roman, holy shit. Holy shit. You can't do it. You, you just, you can't do it. I, oh man. I'm so, I'm, I'm not loving it. And especially when you feel like the inevitability of like, okay, so if it wasn't Sammy, it wasn't Cody at this mania, it wasn't Jay at SummerSlam, Roman's not dropping that thing until WrestleMania at the earliest, more than likely again to Cody Rhodes. It's going to be a long walk to get there because like some of the bloodline stuff, I'm just not, I'm just not into as much as I, as I would like to be because it was my favorite thing going for a while. And then it's just like, Oh, you know what? Okay. The shine has come off now. You know, people have been complaining about the finishes of these matches for months now. I'm finally there. Um, that same thing that I was talking about earlier where they were talking about, like someone mentioned, Oh, you know, arguably like granted Romans is longer by a whole lot, but like, this defense, this, this intercontinental championship run by Gunter has been more, that is more impressive. You know, he's primarily doing these defenses on his own. Like, yeah, he's got his Imperium goons out there, but they're not actively getting involved in every single finish. And yeah, he's not always finishing guys clean, but he is doing it solo at least, no pun intended. Um, whereas Roman, you know, he has to have his family to win. 
and now that his family's gone, that can increase that can introduce a more interesting dynamic of, you know, whoever is the next guy to step up to Roman, like fuck it, let it be Sheamus. Sheamus and the brawling brutes, and now Roman is finally outnumbered. Where it's it's Sheamus, it's Ridge, it's Butch against just Roman and Solo. And now he is like, oh shit, he doesn't have the Usos to fall back on. I, you know, that is more interesting to me than the other stuff. Um, Dalton's, uh, I don't remember if I said what he, for uh, the women's match, but he did say EO, that made my heart happy. Uh, Dalton said tribal combat. I did not like this match. It was really slow and plotting and not in a super fun way. The Jimmy turn feels unnecessary. Uh, This is a reminder for me because I forgot Chef Reacts is an official Uso now. Um, we've talked about it on the show before, but the, the TikTok rivalry between Baron Corbin and Chef Reacts, uh, that came to a head where they did a, a fun little collab video where they're like, we put our differences aside and then like one of them jumps at the other and then they cut back. They look a little disheveled like they just got done fighting. Okay, you know what? No, now it's, it is a tentative, a, a peaceful, like it's a truce. That was kind of funny. Um, and then there was, he did... Uh, he is an official Uso now because when Jay was jumping onto the guardrail to dive onto the announce table, uh, the fan that he reached out to, to like steady himself, that was Chef Reacts. I don't know if that was a planned thing where it's like, oh, you're going to help Jay like onto it. Or if it just happened to be like Jay kind of needed that extra help, that extra step to get up onto the table. Uh, also shout out again to Greg Miller, who is bookending this episode with him being the person that Reddit and wrestling Twitter thought was just like a very drunk fan when Solo and Jay were fighting in the crowd and, and Roman and Jay were fighting in the crowd, the very loud guy yelling, Jay, do it for Jimmy. You got to get up, Jay. That was Greg Miller, who was there with his um, his friend and his friend's son, which the latest kind of funny podcast, he tells a bunch of stories of being backstage and all that. And it's a very good listen and it sounds like a great time. And they made some just like lifetime amazing memories for that kid. So it's definitely check that out if you get a chance. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I, if the follow-up is key and I know I feel like I say that a lot talking about some of these pay-per-views that I didn't love, but you know, EO Scott leaving the show with EO Sky as champion. Awesome. Uh, Gunter still is intercontinental champion. Awesome. Uh, even Rollins, like I have nothing against the Rollins reign, but I do think I would have preferred Balor to win, but I'm also just a huge judgment day fan in general. Um, let me see, go back up. LA Knight gets a big win. Cody Rhodes continues to, to gain momentum. So it'll be interesting to see what's next for him. Uh, we're going into a Rollins Nakamura feud, which is going to be like, that's going to be great. I am very much looking forward to that. I liked that heel turn where he just, they win the match. And then after they're, they're all celebrating Nakamura's just like, and fuck you. So that'll be fun. And again, with the, the, the bloodline stuff, the follow-up is going to be kind of like, it's going to retroactively make me either like that match more or dislike that match more. You know, if it is just Jimmy's back with the bloodline, he's falling in line so he can be the next tribal chief. And he did it and he betrayed Jay out of jealousy, like woof, just, just woof. So, but what did you think of SummerSlam? I'm, I would like to know, let me know if you disagree with anything Dalton and I, Dalton and I had to say, 
Um, if you, you know, are you still very much on board with Roman as champion? Do you like that Jimmy turned on Jay? Do you, are you excited that Rollins beat Balor? Do you want to see Judgment Day finally split off and let Damian Priest do his own thing? I there's let us know. Uh, you can do that on your social media platform of choice for the show is at nerdiest part. I am at the five star man. That's with the number five. And yeah, let us know. Uh, we will be back next week. Possibly. I need to double check with Dalton, but it should be the both of us unless something else happens. Um, I will say just as a preemptive thing, I have a doctor's appointment next week. So depending on how that goes, maybe just like if we do a show or not, but fingers crossed, we'll see. So that will do it for us. Um, like I said, hit us up on the social media sites that use the show is on threads, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm on all of those. Like I said, it's all the same, all the same handle, either nerdiest part or the five-star man. And that will do it. So I appreciate y'all hanging out with me this week. Uh, these solo shows are not my favorite thing to do, but I, you know, just, I want to get the episodes out there and Dalton will come back and I can make fun of him for being dumb. And everyone asked Dalton why he actually owes me $10 because of his behavior on TikTok. That'll be the follow-up. So harass Dalton online. Cyberbullying is okay when it's at Dalton. That'll do it. Thank you all so much. I appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. But until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling.